Hello everyone, welcome again to Hashtag Marketplace Influencer Tom Shane ng Season 5. You know, as I've been taking on courses on communication, especially with the one with communication for maximum impact, the reason why I've been taking this, because we live in a time where storytelling matters. Storytelling matters. You can see storytelling in commercials right now, especially in social media commercials. The most effective brands, the most effective brands or products in social media or probably in commercials are not the hard sellers. They are the storytellers. You feel attracted if it's a story that you can relate with. That's why storytelling has become the thing. Maybe before you can do hard selling, you can do a lot of push marketing, the hard selling. But today, you need to do a lot of pull marketing, which is storytelling. That your story, the story that you are projecting or sharing is something that you can use to engage and attract people. So, storytelling matters. And, and in the recent election, I'm not saying it's right because we have different views. Of course, history, especially history, is being shared by different people based on their biases, based on their storytelling also. That's why people were arguing how come people do not know about history. But in reality, different historians, different teachers or historians have their own vantage point. They have their own angle of storytelling that's why some of this are biased some of this are looking at a different point of view that's why if people say how come they do not know about history but surprisingly as you try to listen to history from different points of view they have different emphasis that's why it's different also but People say, in the recent election, um, revision, revisionism played a factor. When you say revisionism uh, from the word revision, they, they coined the term revisionism because of the word revision as if some people were saying the history is being Rewritten. It has been revised. History is being revised. And but if you look at it, as they accuse all these revisions, this term revisionism, this is another example of storytelling. Whether it's right or wrong, that's a form of storytelling. But that's why I'm not gonna discuss on this episode, I'm not gonna discuss if revisionism is right or wrong. There's a different avenue to, to debate about it, to argue about it. But for this episode, we're just talking about storytelling. And revisionism is a form of storytelling. Because people get bored with facts. If you throw facts, data, facts and data, all these numbers, all these details, people get bored but 
if you are a good storyteller, people listen. Whether it's right or wrong, whether it's the legit story or a fictional story, especially in in advertisements right now, not all of the stories being portrayed in the social media commercials are true stories. Some of these are are imagined stories, but it's still a form of storytelling. That's why whether it's true or not, that's how storytelling works. That's the impact of storytelling. And and you know they're accusing it. Well, the way I see it, when you build a storytelling, it may take a lot of years. It may take a lot of years. You know, uh, they say that that the one who the our current our new president planned for it. Well, probably there are a lot of people involved in building the story, and uh, our new president really prepared hard for it, especially when he lost the vice president vice presidential election six years ago. If you are from other parts of the globe, like America, from US, the vice president will be dependent on who wins the president. Who like in US, the winner, the one who wins as president, automatically his vice president wins also. But here in the Philippines, because it's because it's a different form of democracy, so people vote for the vice president. So in six years ago, he lost the vice presidential election in a close battle. But because of that, he prepared for it. Instead of running, instead of running for senator three years ago, he opted not to run. And just to give you an idea here in the Philippines, as far as I know, as far as I remember, it was in the early 2000, probably 2001, 2001, probably 2001, as far it goes, that was the first time that there is the so-called midterm elections here in the Philippines. When you say midterm elections, this is what they did. Because before, before, probably in 19... Uh, in 1998 and prior to 1998 1998 and prior to 1998 if you're gonna vote if you're gonna vote you would be voting for president vice president local government and you will also vote for 24 senators 24 senators that's what you're gonna vote for but because there are some changes this is what they did in early 2000 and as far as I remember it's 2001 the term of the local government the term of the local government which includes governor mayors congressmen uh, board member councillors the term the term has been reduced instead of six years instead of having a term of six years their term in the local government has been reduced to three years from six years to three years and and during those times in the early 2000 instead of voting for the 24 senators it was split into two so they ranked the senators they ranked the 24 senators 
the top 12 senators that time, the top 12 senators of the 24 who won in 1998, in the 1998, the 24 senators who won, they ranked the top 12. The top 12 will be will be finishing their term by 2004. But for those who are not in the top 12, they have to run again. If it's their second term, they have to run again. So so that's why that that's why in the midterm elections, you will be voting for 12 senators. So that's how they split it. Instead of voting 24 senators, you'll be voting 12 senators per election. The main election, which happened recently, and the midterm elections that's gonna happen three years from now. So that's how they did it. So when he lost the vice presidential election, he opted, he lost six years ago, he opted not to run for senator, which was three years ago. He opted not to run. But because of that move, he was able to his group was able to create a strategy on storytelling that propelled him to win in this in the recent elections it was a historical election because uh, he got 31 million votes that's amounting to 59% of the voter turnout 59% but the storytelling that he did People call it revisionism. It's a revised history for some people. But for me, we'll reserve that for a different avenue, maybe a different episode, a different avenue to discuss, to debate on it. Because we're talking about storytelling right now. So he was able to prepare for it for six years. Instead of running for senator three years ago, he opted not to run so that those six years is building on the story and that's how important it is to tell your story whether it's imaginary whether it's true, to, true story true to life story there's a true story which is it is something that happened which a real person a real event or there's a true to life story something like it was imagined but based on a true story that they try to to create it a story from it true to life or it can be fiction it can be also so that's how this is tell your story that's why for this episode the title is tell your story tell your story going back I just used the politics to explain this episode because in politics right now they are using storytelling whether it's for the right reason or the wrong reason, they are using storytelling. That's why for this episode, tell your story. Tell your story. There are three reasons why you need to tell your story. There are three reasons why you need to tell your story. The first reason is for branding. Going back to simplify branding, this is something I've been learning, brand marketing or branding. It has not something I'm accustomed to when I was back in college. But through the years, in the through the recent years, I get to hear the word brand marketing, brand management, branding. I try to understand how it works. The first reason is for branding. For some for simple reason is this. 
in branding, in branding, you can only think of the top two. You can only think of the top two. For the first time in the recent presidential elections, probably the recent election has the biggest branding impact. It has the biggest branding impact. What do I mean? You will only see, you will only more likely choose between the top two. There were 10, 10 candidates for president. 10 candidates. Pre, 10 presidentials. But the top two was the formidable forces. You will only probably think of them. The other eight, you won't even think of them. In the in the previous elections, in the previous elections, it was not like that. In branding, you can only think of the top two. There's no third wheel. There's no, there's no third wheel. There's no solid third option. In the previous elections, in the previous elections, in as far as I remember, the number three in the in the presidential election is all is always a solid force. It's a solid third. If you don't want the top two, you will go for the number three because the number three has a has a great chance of winning. And if you study history, like in 1992, the number three was was a solid number three. In 1998, there was the great the late Raul Roco, a solid third. In 2004, there was a solid third in in Ping Lakson who also ran again in the recent election in 2010. There's another 2010. The third option was the business Taipan Mani Villar as the solid third option. In 2016, the solid third option was was Grace Po. So. There's always a third option, but in this recent election, there was no third option. Well, there are eight other presidentials, but there's no solid third. That's why it ended up, it forced people to choose who among the top two that you will vote for, for branding. And that's how powerful branding is. People will only think of the top two. The third option, the third wheel, is nowhere to be found. It it varies to different people. If it's fast food, you're gonna choose between McDonald's or Jollibee. KFC, to some people, the third option is KFC. To some people, it's Popeyes. To some people, it's Greenwich. To some people, it's Chowking. It varies. That's how. That's how. Branding. Causes. Branding causes the third option to be a non-factor. It's always the top two. That's why for branding, if you tell your story for branding purposes, it solidifies everything. It makes you, it makes people know more about you or think about you. And second reason for to tell your story, tell your story is for familiarity. When you tell your story, it's for people to be familiar with your story whether it's true or whether it's imagined 
or whether it's fabricated people use it for familiarity your story is for the purpose telling your story is for the purpose of familiarity because that's how people that's how people can connect with you does your story connect with people does your story make an impact on people so for familiarity that's how they do it the more you know the story the more you're familiar with that with the person or the brand or the product that's the second reason first is for branding second is for familiarity because as you tell your story people are becoming more familiar with you and third is for difference making third is for difference making what do you mean by difference making it inspires people the difference making here can happen this way it inspires people it motivates people does your story inspire people does your story depress people but for difference making I hope our story inspires people why we need to tell our story because the goal is we don't want to, to discourage people or make people depressed in this day and age we're looking for inspiration we're looking for inspiration we aspire to excel we aspire to succeed we aspire to be someone that we we are capable of becoming that's why if, when you tell your story it's for difference making it's supposed to inspire people what if your story does not inspire people then start living your life the right way that can inspire people if your story does not inspire people then start living your life the right way that can that can inspire people so that's our podcast for the day hashtag marketplace influencer tommy shane now season five tell your story i hope this helps in this day and age where there's digital platform whether it's tiktok or facebook or instagram tell your story god bless you always and stay safe